0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 202. Is 202, two? like that's a fancy number, right? Because it's got like a 2 and then a 0 and a 2. It's not quite a palindrome, but I like it. Or is it? It is it a palindrome, is. right?
1: It's exactly one.
0: It's exactly a palindrome. I don't remember which podcast I used to listen to that made a big deal about every other like palindrome episodes, but whatever. Anyway, Bite Me Podcast, we do video games. That's us. You heard the dulcet tones of my brother Colby. Woo not really dulcet his uh screen name in our little video chat thing is skip rogers world video game champion and i i hope that there are more people than me and him that get that joke does that joke mean anything to you hans no actually what if i say it like this
1: skip rogers world video game champion
2: no i feel dumb i've got to know it as soon as you tell me i
0: mean maybe not like it was a super low rent like vhs um video on, like, how to beat Castlevania, like... Bump and jump. Yeah, but, like, narrated, like, I mean, like, the the conceit was, is, like, this dude was a YouTuber 40 years before (laughs) YouTube was a thing. You could buy these videos, and he'd show you, like, tips and tricks on NES games, probably. Uh NES, yeah. But also, I'm pretty sure he was just an actor and did not act... Really? He was actually a video game guy? I believe so. Huh, well... So the more you know. Anyway, Skip Rogers. You can find it all on YouTube. It's hilarious. I actually would recommend watching that. Anyway, uh, that was a casual lead-in to say that Hans is here with us today, because Dylan's off making videos or something, doing some sort of video stuff. Uh, And I guess I didn't introduce myself. I am Cliff. I co-host things. Uh, We're going to talk about the video games we've been playing, which, like, between the three of us, I think we've played 15 video games, so we might have to, like, sprint through that section. We'll see. Or maybe this is just another one of those three-hour podcasts we do every once in a while. we got news, uh, some cyberpunk stuff, some EA Play stuff, some um, Xbox Series X spec stuff like I was excited about my Series X that I hope to buy eventually someday but I'm very excited about it now um, except for having to buy expansion slots for it which are not cheap in any sort of way and uh, iPhones are getting like a version of xcloud with xbox remote play we'll talk about that amazon is launching a stadia competitor i'm actually glad we have hans on the call today because hans um feels strongly about streaming video game services and finally you can buy some sea of thieves stuff and help raise money to fight cancer which is i mean cancer is bad but raising money to fight cancer is good so net win i believe uh questions from vinnie charisma icon polynerdic uh princess megan and uh hans actually asked his own question so i guess we'll do that we got some cheap free games and nothing uh nothing else past that this week so let's do a podcast uh colby hates it when i ask him to go first so Hans, I, 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 said Dylan. I don't hate Hans. when you ask
1: for me for it to go first. He hates it. It was just like 30, you know, six times in a row you asked me to go first. And I was like, why do you always ask me to go first? Maybe I think you're
0: prettier than Dylan. I mean, no. He's got gorgeous hair. Like, there's nothing you can do. You both, you like, you could probably fight on beard quality, but man, flowing rocks, like right Dylan. Your, your beard's fine. You look great uh anyway hans what are you playing man
2: uh so as always escape from tarkov uh it's a good game
0: a week it is a good game uh, if you, i know you very much enjoy the sunsets oh man the sunsets in that game or sunrises they are yeah. gorgeous like i watch hans play it i probably you play it two times during the week right
2: yeah sunday tuesday and thursday you yeah, I don't watch the Sunday show Sunday.
0: because I'm doing stuff. But uh, Thursday and Tuesday and Thursday, I often watch and like. But I'm doing other work stuff. And I look over on someone and I'm like, my God, that game is gorgeous. So good stuff. Go watch Hans play Escape at Tarkov. twitchtv slash Mansocks? Yes, sir. Do it. Uh,
2: so and then uh, from a uh, listener of the Bite Me podcast, I got a nice cheap uh, Oculus Quest version one. So I started playing a bunch of uh, VR games. So. Uh, Beat Saber, And I know Adam, who used to be a, a host on this podcast, loves Beat Saber in the Oculus Quest. He does. It, it is, uh, having it on the PSVR, it is ridiculously better on the Quest. Um, but the cool thing, the reason I bought the Quest is because it's with a little cable, it's a cheap way into PC VR. Oh, yeah. Um, so I bought a $15 cable on Amazon, plugged it into my, you know, gaming rig, and now I have, like, pretty decent VR, which, uh... Would uh, explain why I was playing Elite Dangerous and No Man's Sky, which are both amazing in VR. Although No Man's Sky is just
0: incredible. I didn't know you could play No Man's Sky in VR. You can play No Man's Sky in VR. Interesting. I only own it on the Xbox. So wait, is that is that in Game Pass on PC too?
2: I don't know because it is but in Game did Pass on huge Xbox. Huge update just recently. So it's... Mm,
0: I might have to look into that because that sounds very fun.
2: It it it, it yes. It's very chill, (laughs) and yes, you should do it. And I think it's on sale right now. They always put it on sale on the PC when they put out a huge patch, Yeah, which are still free. They are still delivering on the promise they made three years ago to make that game they showed us in the trailer, like three and a half years ago.
0: Could you imagine if they'd come out and they were like, all right, so we're going to fix all this stuff. There's a bunch of expansions. Oh yeah, but by the way, you gotta pay for them. Like <laughs> that's got <Yeah. laughs> that's got real PlayStation energy to it.
2: <laughs> and it does, but you know, at some point I expected some of these expansions, like the huge yeah. underwater expansion would be like, you know, paid. But yeah, they still haven't done it. They're I figured the forty
0: games. hour story expansion would be paid, but yeah. Good yes. on them. Yeah. Anyways, that's me. That was quick. Good job. Yeah. Man. Hey. We should play. No Man's Sky has crossplay now. We should both put on our VR goggles and and do some crossplay. Well, I hold mean, if I'm going to play it on PC, yeah, gosh. If we could oh my god, VR. We also played something else. Oh, As a group. we
2: did. We played Among Us
0: as a Bite Me podcast group. Gosh, that was fun. Yeah. So last Friday night, we got. Uh, ultimately, we ended with 10 people. Like, my kid had to, like, call an Audible and get some of his friends to come play with us. So it was, like, a bunch of old people and then, like, three 13 year old kids. But, uh, yeah, we all got together and played Among Us, which is, man, such a. That game's really interesting. Um, if you, if you, I mean, I don't know how you hadn't heard about it by this point in the game, but it's a, it's five bucks on Steam. It's free on mobile, Android, and uh, iOS. And for like two bucks, you can get r- rid of all the ads. And the entire conceit is, you start a game with up to ten players. If you have ten players, two of them will be imposters, so they're they're bad guys pretending to be good guys. And it all takes place on this spaceship. And as the eight people that are not imposters, your job is to go around the spaceship and Essentially, do your spaceship duties fix wires, refuel things, take out the garbage, that kind of stuff. And the two imposters' job is to try and murder you, um, and not get caught doing it. So it ends up being like a a really interesting game of like trying to psychologically trick each other and convince each other that no, 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 I did not murder that person, I was not in that part of the spaceship. Um, probably the the person who was actually best at it was Dylan's wife Kate, who came into the game and was just like, I don't have an idea what's going on. I don't know how to do any of these things. And was like, I think genuine about it. Like she really did not understand what what the idea of the game was. She's like, I can't kill anyone. I don't I don't even know how to do it. And then she ended up like as we got into it, like realizing that she could use that as a ploy to convince people that she would never murder anyone. And she has no idea what she's doing. How could she be the person that killed anyone? And she pulled that same trick, like at least three times and murdered people, murdered them. So it's fun. Like if, if you are on the, the non-imposter side and you get all your stuff done or you catch all the imposters, you win. If you're the imposters and you kill everyone, you win. It's, it's very interesting. It's a game that's been around since 2018, and it just happened to spike because some streamer ran across it and started streaming it. Um, the three people who make it are actually local to me, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, and like only one guy had been working on it full time even in the last two years. Like the other two people had done art and stuff and had kind of like not done anything, and all of a sudden they sold like a bajillion copies of it and like had to rewrite all their server software like in the span of two days to take. You know, they were used to like. 30 people playing and all of a sudden 18 million people wanted to play and it's it's an interesting game like if you've not tried it yet um you can even I think you can actually have a good time playing that with randos because it's just got text chat where you can, you know, you don't have to be on voice chat to do it. Um, it might even be better not on voice chat, but uh, you know, if you're playing with friends, voice chat's probably the way to go. So go play Among Us. It's like I said, it's so cheap. Like the buried entry is is I mean, can be free and it plays great on mobile. So you played it on mobile, didn't you, Hans? Yeah, I was playing on my phone, sure. It was yeah, just yeah, fine. Not bad at all.
2: So I suggest we do that more often.
0: Yeah, yeah, I actually want to do it. I we can't do it this weekend because I've got um like all day like work stuff on Saturday, but uh, maybe maybe next Friday or Saturday we should do it again as kind of like a, a kickoff to like the before Extra Life Extra Life weekend. I was gonna say
2: for Extra Life we could do. Oh, it. we should. I, we're
0: totally gonna play it on Extra Life weekend too. But maybe we can maybe we could get it going next weekend too. So good stuff. Um, do you want to talk about what you've been playing, Cole, or do you want me to go? Oh, you can go. I have been playing Among Us. I'm still playing uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. And, like, I wish I could say that, like, it's starting to feel, like, real sloggy or real awful. But, man, I just want to play that game all the time. I just passed 60 hours in it. Um, I think I'm a, pretty close to getting off the second island. Um, maybe another five or ten hours on the second island, like, wrapping up some side quests. Like, the... I will have... I have two complaints about this game, and both of them probably have... One of them has to do with the fact that I'm playing it on um, the console instead of the PC, and it's just, like, the inventory management and equipping your characters is miserable. Like, the inventory management is so bad. um, Like, just horrifyingly bad. Like, making your quick bar organized is... Like, I just gave up on it. I just tab a lot because it takes a million years to do it on a console. Um, And so that is exceptionally frustrating, but what do you do? And, And the other thing that's kind of a bummer is like the quest management's not great. Like it's really hard to tell what are main quests and what are side quests. I think that's why this is a 100-hour game because, like, you just have no idea what you're doing most of the time. Like, I just do all the quests and I figure we'll get there eventually. Uh, But they're they're not very obvious about which ones you're supposed to do and which ones you don't need to do. And they're also not very good about telling you, like, what the next step is. Like, it's very this game expects me to be far more clever than I am. Um, I'm not smart enough to really figure out what they want me to do. Like oftentimes they'll like give you this very vague clue and you're like, Oh, well if I take the X and the X and I mix it with the X and then I go over here and do the X and that's how I get to the next step. And and more, I'm like, I don't have any idea what this quest is. I got it 20 hours ago. I've completely forgotten who everyone it is. I'll just look up a walkthrough and we'll go do it. Um, but I'm still really enjoying it. So like 60 hours in, it's great. Um, I also played Untitled Goose Game again, like we beat the main campaign, um, because they released the co-op update to that, so it was a free, uh, update to Untitled Goose Game that lets you play that entire game again with a second player, um, and my god, that game is so charming and delightful. You can beat it with two people in about three hours, probably, maybe two and a half hours, like, and that doesn't... That's not, like, 100% of the game. There's, like, a, you can beat it all the way through once, and then you can beat it all the way through again um, with a new set of um, tasks, I believe. But, like, it's just so charming. And and it's even better with two geese wreaking havoc all over the place. It's, it's absolutely... People ask me all the time, they're like, you know, my... My significant other is not into video games. How can I convince them to play video games with me? And Untitled Goose Game is absolutely the answer to that. My wife does not play video games nearly at all, and she adores that game. Like, we've beaten it all the way through once, just like her watching me play it and us trading controllers. We beat it all the way through a second time, co-op, and now we're going to go back through and beat it a third time to get all the extra stuff in it. It's just, it's so fun, and it's like rolling around as two geese and like honking at a kid to scare him so he loses his glasses and then chasing him into a phone booth and then like convincing like the shop owner that the toy you stole is actually hers and she has to get the kid to buy it back from her. Like there's just, the game's great. It's free on Game Pass still. Like you can play that game for nothing and I really, really recommend you do. Um, Still playing Hades. Hades is great. Um, And so... One thing that I did do this week is I was I've been really bummed that I haven't been able to play XCloud because I really want to play it. Like I'm I'm such a like Xbox nerd and I'm such just a like general nerd in general that I'm mad that because I have an iPhone I can't do something and it's really frustrating me like almost to the point where I've almost pulled the trigger on buying a Pixel a couple of times but I'm really deep in the like iOS infrastructure like I like I have like an iPad and a Mac and like my wife has an iPhone, my kid has an iPhone and we've all got iPads and my wife has a Mac. And it's just like, once you kind of get deep inside of that, it's kind of not hard to get out. Like I can just buy a phone, but like they all work together so well that it, it seems silly to do it. Plus I have a bunch of apps I've bought, you know, all that kind of thing. So I haven't done it yet, but I, I was thinking like, what I want to find out is if I would actually play it if I had it. And so I'm like, well, you know, one thing you can do that I often forget about is you can stream games from steam to your phone. And so I just like, when I go to like, and, and my, my thought is, is like, this is going to be my, my switch is that I'm going to you know play for a half hour before I go to bed. And so I've been playing, um, I started out doing it with uh, a hat and time, which is a, like a 3d platformer, kind of like think Mario odyssey. I put about two hours into it, and I actually think it's a better game than Mario Odyssey. Like, I think it's more fun to play. But I also have decided that maybe I just don't like 3D platformers because I really just can't do it. I it's it's one of those things that like I used to love them when I was a kid. I loved like Spyro the Dragon. I loved um, what is it? Gax is Gax the Gecko one? Um, Gax gex yeah okay there you go gex and i loved um ratchet and clank and i loved like all those games they were big like ps1 ps2 games for me and now every time i go into something like that i'm like this just isn't fun like i just don't enjoy collecting things i don't involve like enjoy fighting bosses over and over again so i think a hat in time is actually a really good game if you like 3d platformers it's got kind of a fun story um but man, it's just not for me. So I started playing Black: The Fall instead, which is absolutely for me. It's very, very, very similar to Inside, where um, it's a like a I'll say a, it's not really a platformer. It's a two D game that you know every screen is like a different puzzle to solve. And and the the kind of the story of Black: The Fall is you are you are a worker in communist Russia. And you've just had enough, and you've decided to escape. And so every screen is like you trying to get past a guard, you trying to get past, um, a, you know, a automated machine gun, you trying to get past. But like, I don't know. It's it's an interesting game because they're very much like the the. If you read the description, it'll tell you that you're trying to get out of you know communist Russia. And then you start playing the game, I'm like, this isn't, like, Russia at all. Why are there, like, a thousand people pedaling bikes to power things? Like, this seems really weird. Um, And then, like, probably 45 minutes into the game, you walk through a single room that has, like, a picture of, like, Marx and Lenin and, you know, big, you know, uh, hammer and sickle stuff. And then you leave there and then you never really hear anything about the Russia part of it again. So... It, it was made by a group of people i wish i could remember it from a a formerly communist country i don't think it was formerly part of russia but a formerly communist country and so as a as a, like an american i look at it and go like this seems like they're really playing the like communist part really heavy like it feels almost like american propaganda to be honest um like so also this week i watched you might have seen the songs have you ever seen any of the like Disney cartoons they made as propaganda during world war two. So I watched uh dust something. I don't remember what it is. And like as a someone 80 years in the future, I can go like, this is actually exactly what it is like right now, but it wasn't necessarily like, and that was supposed to be a joke, but it's not funny. Um, <laughs> but like, it's so heavy handed. Their depiction of like Nazi Germany is just so over the top that you know that like, this isn't, anything like what nazi germany was but but like that's the the role of propaganda and so like black the feels that way it feels like propaganda and i don't exactly understand why but i guess they had to set it somewhere um but i also don't understand why it couldn't have just been like a cyberpunk game or a like i mean like inside is not a trying to escape anything it, it just seems like kind of a weird add-on to the the game but like i said it is a former the the people who made it do live in a former communist country so maybe it just is like their interpretation of things or their whatever things but either way like doesn't doesn't hurt the game i suppose like the fall is very fun um and it's quite cheap often too like i see that game on sale all the time so if you liked inside and like that kind of platformy puzzle solve kind of game, you'd probably like guess I think you'd like Black the Fall quite a bit, Cole. And it's short. It's like three hours, so, um, you Perfect. know. I am
2: going to play it.
0: Yeah, I like, I'm enjoying it. It's 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 not hard. Like, I mean, some of the things are challenging. Like, there have definitely been puzzles that have taken me a few times to get through, but I haven't had to, like, cheat, cheat yet. So, oh, it, oh so it's, it's not Russia. It's Romania? Yeah. Interesting. All right, and I think they actually were from Romania, so maybe it's just like communist adjacent, but whatever. Um, It's interesting. It's definitely an interesting game.
1: Do you know the first movie shot in uh, Romania after the fall of communism?
0: I do not.
1: Subspecies. I have never
0: heard of that movie. It's a full moon video horror movie. It Colby's is not great. Colby subscribes to Full Moon and none of their things are great. So. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. Black the Fall's good though. I would I would recommend it. Like I said, the, the, it feels like a weird propaganda take, but it's it's enjoyable. I really like the the gameplay. But it. it is like I keep saying it's 2D, but it's really not. It's one of those like games that is 3D, but every like it's just Is it on 2.5? A, not really. Um because like sometimes you know how um like this is a weird switch, but you know how in um What's that motorcycle game we like that's, like, tricks and... um, I know, right? I had it until you said it. Yeah. But you know how that game, like, sometimes you'll be on a course, and, like, that game is almost all side-scrolling, but then sometimes the course, like, turns into the screen and kind of flips around. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not, like, really 2.5D. It's, like, the entire game is made in 3D. Trials. It's just, like m- Trials, yeah. It just takes place on a 2D plane, I guess, so it's mostly 2d but it's not like two and a half d is more like um oh shoot what's that really good metroidvania uh oh that one wow you've played it too i can't remember who makes it um doesn't matter you can like shoot into the game like so whatever it doesn't matter play black the fall that's what matters (laughs) colby tell me about what games you're playing this is all falling apart
1: (laughs) I want you to uh, tell me more about this Metroidvania game that I have played. Maybe
0: I know you've played it. It's made by I don't know. Tell me what you're playing. I'll look it up. Um, I
1: have been playing. I beat Tiny Troopers Joint Ops XL. Woo! Uh, on that game Switch. looks fun. It is. Um, you know, like if you can pick it up, I think I paid like six or seven bucks for it. It's a hundred percent worth that. Um, I think it's normally, like, only 10, but it's definitely worth that. Um, And so, beat that, and then, so in my quest for games that don't frighten my child, I started playing Island Saver, which is the most bonkers game I have played, not because it is weird but the story behind it is so it is a free-to-play game and by free-to-play i mean like literally free to play um it was free and so i'm like i'll give it a try and i started playing it and it's the thing that it reminds me the most of is journey to the savage planet um that kind of feel so weird i know and so basically what it is is you go to an island and your job is to vacuum up bottles and cans and glass that people have left there so trash and recycle it um and then when you do that like you'll see little blobs of like oilish looking stuff and so you've got to get your water gun out and clean those up and once you do plants will appear or you you clean off the plants and that will bring what are called bankimals and they're animals that have coins inside of them and you have to feed them. And once you feed them enough, they're all black and white. And when you feed them enough of the fruit that they want or whatever, um, they fill up with coins and then you can vacuum out the coins and you use the coins to buy certain stuff. And so like within about 10 minutes, I saw that, you know, you're buying things and I'm like, oh, this is gonna, this is free because at some point it's going to become, you know, like, oh, I need, you know, 3000 coins and I currently have 300, but if I want to spend 15 bucks, I can get, you know, a uh, Island Saver 10,000 coin pack and so I kind of continued playing it and that never happened. And I'm like that's that's really weird because how is this game making money? Like there's I literally played through the entire campaign 100%ed the entire campaign and never had to pay a dime. The only money that they're off or asking for is if you want the DLC, they're $4.75 each and they some of that money goes to charity so i'm like that's that's weird and then i found out it's funded by a bank which is why (laughs) there's all sorts of um bank stuff in it like you you have to get loans and it's basically telling you like how loans work and stuff like that so it's funded by like a bank in england yeah um and i'm Cool with that, I guess. Like, if you want to put out... Like, I'm going to say it's a really fun game. Like, it is a... It's technically a kid's game. Um, Like, if you have probably a... I'd say five or six would be the youngest. But if you have, like, a five, six to maybe... 12 year old maybe older they'll probably really enjoy it it's really fun I'm 38 and have 100%ed the main quest bought both DLCs and I'm on my way to 100%ing those too Um, so I'm not going to say it's just for kids but it's really fun it has like pretty good reviews on Xbox it's available on Xbox Switch and PS4 for just free no money like literally I have spent $10 Ten dollars on it, buying the DLC. That's the most money I'll ever spend on that. Yeah, Colby uh, told if, me if,
0: about it. Go ahead.
1: If you don't want the DLC, it is a literally. It's just free. It's
0: so weird. Colby was telling me about. It, I looked into it a little bit. It is literally just a bank wanted to create like an edutainment title to teach kids about like banking and and recycling and recycling like wanted to make it environmentally friendly it's super weird like wells fargo would not make that game
1: no no wells fargo would there would be so many microtransactions and oddly like somehow your bank info was created to create another bank info person who bought that (laughs) game too i don't know it it would not work out but not it it's really fun I mean, I, I am suggesting that even if you're not a kid or have kids, like maybe try it. I think I'm going to grab it on the Switch. It seems like a, a good it, Switch game. It's like I said, it's like a budget version that's not as funny as of, uh, of Journey to the Savage Planet. It really reminds me of that.
0: It's super interesting. That was a great game, too. Yeah. Um, the game I was thinking of is Shadow, Colum- Shadow Complex.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a really good uh, game. I actually told you to play it.
0: You did, and I did. It's great. It used to be on Game Pass. It's not anymore.
1: It's not anymore. Um, And then I played Zombie Driver, which, just as an aside, every time I say it out loud, I have uh, Holy Diver by Dio in my head, (laughs) except I just do Zombie Diver. Driver. Zombie Diver! Yeah. Oh, Driver. Driver. He's been lost too long in the Midnight Sea. Um... (laughs) But uh, so Zombie Driver, I picked up for like two bucks on Switch. Um, It's if you took like a top top down Grand Theft Auto and were like, what if you did that, but added zombies and turned it into Carmageddon. Um, And it's funnish. Um, it is a game that is like six hours long, and I'm like, man, if this was three hours long, I would be super happy because there is no way I'm playing this for six hours. Um, but like, it, I'll play it, you know, I'm like about a third of the way through it. I might play it a little more, but I was super happy with the third that I played. It's just, you know, it's kind of samey and, and stuff like that. But you're just running over zombies trying to, to rescue people or finish missions, uh stuff like that. And uh, you know, for I think it was like two fifty. Like I'm not gonna complain. Um it's fifteen dollars on Xbox. If i bought it there, I'd probably complain a little bit. But uh for for two fifty, you know, it's fine. If you see it for two to five dollars, I say get it.
0: But uh it's fun. I really ish. wish ish. I really wish that and I understand why. I absolutely understand why. But man, I wish there were more games that were three or four hours long instead of six.
1: I, I tell you, like I won't say that for every game. No, But there are definitely not. games that are six hours long that you're like, eh, you know, it's it's like a it's it's a kevin costner movie like every time he you know makes and edits a movie it's going to be three hours long it doesn't have to be it could be two and it would be probably better and i think that is what the problem with that is Is this game is six hours long probably because it does mostly sell for fifteen dollars but if you sold it for ten and made it three hours long
0: I think, you know. I just think that there are so many six-hour games that could be three hours and so many 12-hour games that could be six hours uh-huh. and so many 25-hour games that could be 12 hours and, like, anything over 25 hours, like, holy cow, you better be good. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah.
1: But, uh, like I said, Zombie Driver, it's it's fun enough. Um,
0: Every time you say Zombie Driver, uh-huh. all I can hear in my head. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's it's fun enough that, like, if you can get it for, you know, five, seven bucks, maybe give it a go. I think it would probably be better on the Xbox. Sure. Um it's fine on Switch, but like it's not I have a feeling that it would just be better on like an Xbox or a PS4 kind of sure. thing. Um I I played it uh, docked and it was way better than handheld. So, I can just picture that in you know, docked it looks kind of kind of not great um, <laughs> so like I, I can picture it on xbox being better but again it was 15 dollars on xbox and it is probably
0: not worth 15 dollars. <laughs> all good all right you you done i am all right let's talk about uh let's talk about extra life for a second so extra life is coming up uh soon like we're like two and a half weeks away, I'm going to say. So it's it's uh, going to be the 17th and 18th. We have already raised. I'm actually going to do this live because I'm not smart enough to like do this stuff beforehand. But we are very close to $1,000, like within, yeah, $93 away from hitting our first 1000 So we're at $907 now. Our goal is $6,000. Uh, if you can donate to us, that would be fantastic. We would love to hit that uh, $1,000, you know, kind of... Midpoint. That's always a fun place to hit, but that $6,000 goal, too. And all this goes to help kids in Children American Network hospitals across the United States. Um, I uh, donate to Seattle Children's. Colby, I think, is for primary children's in Salt Lake. And Hans is Riley Children's, Hospital. children's Hospital in Indianapolis. Yep. Yep. So, like, I mean, just the three of us are all, all going to, to, you know, different hospitals here. And I know that people uh, on our team give all across the world, so, or across the United States. Um, if you would like to play in our team we would love that as well uh kind of the more the merrier i think we've had as many as 20 people on the team before we're sitting at about 10 now so either of these things if you go to bite me slash extra life you can donate there i actually made a page that doesn't look like garbage um so if that helps i don't know if it will or not uh and you can donate there and you can join our team from that link uh currently we are ranked 366 we are the the 366 top team in uh in extra life, which is pretty cool. I think the Bam. the highest we've been is three twenty five. I think not last year but the year before we were three twenty five. So I swear at the end of last year we were in the top one fifty. That's a possibility. Uh or we were one fifty one. We do well. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's all because of awesome people like you listeners that uh that donate. And I will say too, like you don't have to go in and donate a hundred dollars. Like they actually you can do a one dollar monthly recurring. So if you did A $1 monthly recurring, you would donate in September, October, November, December. Actually, you won't do this in September because that ends today, but you could do October, November, December. You'll donate three bucks. And if everyone who listened to this podcast donated three bucks over the next three months, like we would probably come very close to hitting our goal. If you give two, like we'll hit our goal. So it's not like, don't feel like you have to go donate $50 or $20 or $5. Go donate a dollar. Um, and uh and help us get there. Like it's every little bit counts. So we appreciate all of you. Uh speaking of people that we appreciate, we appreciate our patrons who make this podcast possible. Um, we actually got a new producer level patron uh this month. So like if we Hooray! were Yeah, I was gonna say if we were like a morning zoo, you know, radio show, this would be like when you'd like air horn, airhorn. But beow, 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 beow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. So uh our new our newest Uh, Patreon is uh, Sean Palmer who is um, brothers with Austin Palmer and these are both like Dylan's best friends so we are being mostly supported at this point by Dylan's best friends I'm kind of worried now they donate um, over half of our our, like producer level patrons um, are Palmers and I'm afraid that at some point in time they're just going to like stage some sort of coup and take this podcast over but like whatever man just be- Probably, like, be benevolent that's dictators. That's all I'm saying. So, again, big shout-out to Sean Palmer, who is actually pledging more than our maximum level. I didn't even know you could do that, but hey, thanks, man. You'll get extra stickers at some point. Uh, Sean Palmer, John Tippins, Austin Palmer, and Alan Schulte. But, of course, we love all of our patrons, including wonderful people like Hans. Um, <laughs> Hans donates money to Patreon every month. I donate money to his... Uh, Twitch stream every month It kind of evens out somehow Um, But we appreciate you guys Uh, And If you would like to be a patron Patreon and help us uh, Fund this podcast that would be awesome You can go to patreon.com Slash bite me podcast to support us And that's all I will say about that Hunt You are playing Dylan's role So it is now time for News that was very good. Have you been practicing?
1: Yes, I have.
0: <laughs> I love the idea that Hans is just at home in his awesome arcade room and just like, <clears throat> news. No, no.
1: He's <clears throat> in his bathroom looking in the mirror. Eye of the Tiger is playing in the background.
0: I, himself I put on a up. good wig to, you know, <laughs> emulate Dylan. I love it. I love it. That was good. Uh, all right. So first thing we're going to talk about, this actually could have probably gone in Troll Corner too. It just kind of depends on how things shake up and how I'm feeling. Uh, Cyberpunk, uh, the fighting folks at CD Projekt Red, uh, makers of Cyberpunk 2077, I know, shocked face, Colby, um, have been talking against Crunch for months now and say like we don't do any mandatory crunching um except now oh my god uh this game comes out in like two months crunch 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 and so They've come out and said that everyone working on CD Projekt Red will work mandatory six-day work weeks in order to finish Cyberpunk in time for its November release. Uh, they previously promised that there would be no mandatory crunch to finish the highly anticipated RPG. Uh, CD Projekt Red studio head Adam Badowski says, I take it upon myself to receive the full backlash for the decision. I know this is in direct opposition to what we've said about crunch. It is also in direct opposition to what we've s- that doesn't make any sense. I take it on myself to receive the full backlash for this decision. I know this is in direct opposition to what we've said about crunch. It is also in direct opposition to what we've said about crunch. Uh, that, <laughs> like, that is a terrible quote. It's also in direct opposition to what I personally grew to believe a while back, that crunch should never be the answer. But we've extended all other possible means of navigating the situation. Now, Colby just posted the shocked Pikachu gif in uh, this, and I, I think that's pretty pretty relevant. Um this is an interesting art story mostly because uh, Jason Schreier, uh, of, used formerly Kotako now works for Business Insider, I think, which is really strange to me that Business Insider has like a video game division, but hey, whatever.
1: More or less than Forbes having a video game division. Yeah, section.
0: right. <laughs> whatever. I guess whatever. Anyway, uh, he posted this on the internet and like the internet was like, so? And. <laughs> um, And we're actually really antagonistic, like, well, I mean, how else would you get video games made? And Wait, the internet's horrible? Yeah. The interesting thing about this is... Can I post the shocked Pikachu (laughs) gif again? Yeah, just again. the, The thing that people don't realize is that if you read between the lines of there will be no mandatory overtime, that doesn't mean that people aren't already crunching. Like, for all everything that we've heard CD project red has been crunching for 15 months and it's because like no one has to say, Hey, you're going to, uh, you know, you need to work six days a week. It's, hey, you need to have this project done and this project done and this project done by Friday. And if you don't, like, you get in trouble. That's how you have non-mandatory crunch. It's not hard. Like, any manager who manages anything can get people to work more than 40 hours a week. You just have to tell them, like, well, if you, you want to keep this job, you'll you'll get those projects done on time. Like, I think everyone who's ever worked has had that manager you know it's, it's just the just office space guy well so you know we're gonna work some some time this weekend um but people are also making a big deal because you get paid for overtime in poland um apparently except when you don't because what a lot of studios do and i'm not saying CG Product red does this but they pro- places like them have done it where you hire someone to work a 40-hour week work week and then um their laws also allow to hire that same person as a contractor and so you pay them for a 40 hour work week and then all their extra work is just them as a contractor. So you only have to pay them time, not time and a half, which is really nice. It's kind of like, like did you ever have friends that worked in a movie theater and because they worked in a movie theater in the quote unquote entertainment industry, they only had to pay them time, not time and a half. It's, it's similar to that. It's good. Um, also, they're making this big deal about, well, but yeah, they're going to get 10% of CD Projekt Red's profits. Um, like they, they made a big deal about this when Jason Schreier put it out. Like they, they were like, well, yeah, but we're profit sharing to it. And what they're not telling you is that they're profit sharing their 2020 profits. And you'll be shocked to know that CD Projekt Red didn't make a ton of money in 2020. Like it's about two grand per person.
1: So, so, so uh, what you're saying is Cyberpunk's going to be pushed back to 2021. <sighs> I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I, but that's uh, when you get the biggest profits is it the release of a game.
0: Man, I hate companies. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I bet you actually, I bet you honestly, Colby, I bet you it's done on accounting years and yeah, yeah. they've already closed their 2020 books or they probably closed their 2020 books today yeah <laughs> or they may have I mean That's q4 2020 point. was in June or July for some people yeah closed in June so yeah I mean yeah. It's great. But also like if you leave a game, you know, people are like, why don't you just quit? And if you leave a game before it's finished, often you don't get your name in the credits, which often means you can't use that game on your resume, which is awesome. (laughs) So you, you keep crunching because if you don't, the game you've spent the last three years crunching for, you don't get credited for. It's good times. Moral of the story is video games suck and every single video game company in the world should be unionized. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, Cyberpunk's look good, I'm still gonna buy it. I, like, I want to play it. Yeah. I, I'd like to say I'm not going to because I have morals, but uh like at the end you of the don't. day, like those people spent four years of their lives making this game and someone deserves to play it, so I'm going to have it shipped here by Amazon yep. and I'm not going to care. On the flip side, I decided that I'm going to buy the new Harry Potter game used so that J.K. Rowling doesn't get any money. Like, that seems fair. Uh, That's your trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow. Uh, it, like, there is no... what What is it called? There's no... Uh, Compassion Under Capitalism? Yeah, it's not the right thing, but yeah. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Uh, anyway... In other things that are free, uh, EA Play we announced mm, two weeks ago maybe is coming to Game Pass. We finally have dates for that uh, on day and date of the series. Ethical X. consumption, no ethical consumption or capitalism, exactly. So just remember that it. it Mine a good... also works though. <laughs> it does. It does. Absolutely <laughs> does. Uh, EA EA Play is coming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate on the Xbox. Yeah. This is this is a huge deal. Like I this this i think kind of got underplayed by that little bethesda buyout deal um but this is like literally adding i don't know 60 games to game pass just like overnight like this is probably gonna put pc or xbox game pass into the 400s in games um this is like every madden game every fifa game every nhl game back to 2015 2016 Plus all the Need for Speed games, the Battlefront games, the, like, all their indie, like, Fe and Unravel, all that stuff. <laughs> fe. I don't know how to say it. F-E. It's not a, what's, it's... what's the space scary game? the Dead the, 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 the Dead Space. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dead Space is on there. Um, The Mass Effect trilogy is on there. Like, there's some good games. Yeah, the Mass Effect
1: trilogy is, or some of it's already in Game Pass, the first one. Sure. Because that was a Microsoft exclusive. Um,
0: uh, but uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is in there. Like, <laughs> in Mass Effect Andromeda was a I'm good kidding. game, man. Like, it really was. <laughs> like, it was too long. Way too long. Way, 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 way too long. But a good game. Um, but all is going to come uh, November 10th. So the, the same day that all of the xbox series x and series s and all that stuff come out you'll be able to play all of those games on uh, game pass all the ea games on game pass um it is also coming to game pass for pc which i don't think initially was announced they do not have a date for that yet but it'll be in, in december sometime. so that's actually a lot of uh like it's a different set of games i think uh, it's not all you know kind of one for one but that also means that Game Pass for PC is getting that uh, that kind of punch. So that's still only five bucks a month. I think that's a tremendous deal. Um, yeah. So and it's going up to ten, but it's still a, a tremendous deal. So uh, some some good stuff there. Um, speaking of X boxes and the Series X, those have started to actually go out to people like. Digital Foundry, who spent a bunch of time analyzing, um, unfortunately, no Xbox Series X games because there aren't any yet, really. But so they've started putting, uh, like, demanding Xbox One games through kind of the Series X paces, and it's amazing what they're coming out with.
1: Can I ask you a question? Yes. I mean, this is kind of going, stepping forward a little bit. It's saying that
0: Red Dead Redemption 2 took two minutes and eight seconds to load, probably your initial load time loading into the game from the title screen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is those, those load times don't like, I I think all of us are old enough to remember when you'd like load frantic Freddy and go make lunch space Mm -hmm. taxi. Yeah. I think space taxi had like a 15 minute load time on my Commodore. Yeah. 14. Hans is just going to go boot it up. He's going to tell us. Um, so, like, a two-minute load time for me is like, nah, eh, whatever. Like, it's fine. He's got a... Oh. Tell me... So, we're going to just stop talking about the Xbox. We're going to start talking about Commodore 64 games. Hans, come tell me what that is.
2: That is the original Epic's Fast Load cartridge made into a new one called Epic's Fast Load Reloaded. And what does that do? It's the, it's the exact same thing we used to have... Commodore 64, so it actually... Okay, so
0: I did not have one of these. What is that thing, Hans? <laughs> oh. So,
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, this should be freight, bit, but I'll go fast. So back in the day, Commodore was trying to get out their 64 on time for, you know, release date, whether it was Christmas or whatever. The guys writing the disk control software for the 1541 disk drive and the way the bus worked didn't finish it in time. Whoops. So it was written with some really weird hacky stuff right at the end. So what this cartridge did back in the 6 in the uh, in the day was to actually rewrite how the Commodore 64 talked it would be a DOS wedge basically it would wedge itself in there rewrite how the Commodore 64 talked to its disk drive and speed it up by 10 times.
0: Huh, I kind of wish and I'd had, had never... one of those. Yeah, yeah, that would have been helpful. So
2: yeah, and these these were really nice, right? Except for EA games, talking about EA, EA would not let you load these. So you would have to pull the cartridge out um, because there was some part of their copy protection in this in their software that if it if it didn't read properly, it would mess it up. Um, my dad actually made a bunch of money actually putting these together and putting an on/off switch on it so you wouldn't actually have to sell them or uh, to, uh, you to know, pull actually pull the cartridge out. Yeah. yeah.
0: All I'm hearing now is that like 30 years ago I would have been way happier if I'd owned <laughs> that cartridge. Yes that would have been great. Yes.
2: So yeah, it, by ten times to fifteen
0: times. Anyway, um, so. two minute load <laughs> times or whatever. Like, like the I just, space taxi only took four minutes. To yeah, <laughs> I think the thing is, is like a two minute load time is like whatever because I just get out my phone and read my phone for yeah. two minutes. Like it's it just, it's not that big of a deal. But. Um, What they're seeing, uh, we'll talk about load time first and we'll go back to to frames per second because, hey, we're here. Uh, GameSpot did a bunch of testing and they found out like Red Dead Redemption takes two minutes, eight seconds to load on an Xbox One X. So this is a One X, this is the fastest current xbox in production um cuts that load time down by uh about a minute and a half so you go from two minutes eight seconds to 38 seconds control goes from almost a minute to 10 seconds final fantasy 15 goes from a minute 11 seconds down to 13 seconds and the outer worlds goes from 43 seconds down to 11 seconds so what you're seeing is is i mean i don't even know what that math is it's probably five to ten times faster.
2: ss SSD and an NVMe, right? Well, and
0: it's not even no because uh, Xboxes now just have don't have SSDs in them at all. Um, they're just the new even the ones the, the one Xs do not. They're they're just oh, mechanical oh. drives. Um, and so like part oh. of it is uh, yes, going from an SSD to a, a not SSD. But I mean like even on a PC, like a, an SSD is faster, but I don't notice it impacting my PC load times by five or 10% over or five or 10 times. I mean, it's faster, but it's not that much faster. A lot of it has to do with the architecture. Um, and I can't remember what they call it. It's got some sort of stupid, like Microsoft named something velocity architecture or something. It has to do with like their entire pipeline between the games loading off the hard drives into Ram essentially. So it's not just, yeah, they slapped an SSD into it. It's that they slapped an SSD into it and made the entire architecture based around load times in that SSD. Um, And, like, the cool news is, yes, your games are going to load faster. The other cool thing is is it's going to make textures load faster. It's going to make levels load faster. It's going to make all of that stuff load faster. So um, it's really cool to actually see. Like, they've been telling us this is how it's going to work. But it's cool to see that in production. Um, And it's nice to know that, like, for me as a gamer who is going to play Xbox One X games, at layer, or Series X games. Absolutely, I'm going to, but I'm still going to be playing a bunch of old school One X games, probably for years because of Game Pass. So it's nice that they're going to load faster, like significantly faster. Um, the other thing that they're showing is that like any One X game that has an uncapped frame rate or even a 60 frames per second frame rate are running pretty much across the board at 4K60 on a Series X. So that's, for me, probably nothing that matters. Like I'm I'm old and I sit a long way from my TV and whatever. But for people that really care about frames per second, running every single Xbox One X game at 4K60 is a huge deal um and it's pretty much across the board they say like there are some of those like super super demanding games where it's dropping into the 50s but that you are still seeing 4K60 pretty much across the entire Xbox One line, which is pretty amazing. And like I said, those games are all going to be in Game Pass for years. So games with an unlocked frame rate are going even higher. So that's that's pretty cool. It's a, a pretty good reason to get uh, the Series X. And I think the one other thing that I read about this week is, that people are saying is awesome is, um, I forget what they call it again, it's got some sort of stupid marketing name, but the ability to essentially just drop games into RAM and leave them there in stasis, so you can actually load up Red Dead Redemption and Control and Final Fantasy Fifteen and the Outer Worlds and switch between them almost instantly, um, with no loading, no anything. So if you're one of those persons that plays a bunch of games at once, you can switch between them almost instantly without having to actually like go to the menu, wait for the game to load, load your save game. They just all sit there, um, like your phone does, where you you know you load up a, you know like you don't notice a load time between. Loading, you know, Safari on your iPhone and then switching over to Facebook and then back to Twitter. That's just instant. So you can do that with, uh, generally speaking, up to six games. So you can actually have a lot of games just kind of sitting there. And I mean, that sometimes kind of works on your Xbox One. Like you can leave a game running and usually you won't have any problems, but sometimes you have very many problems. So you (laughs) can
1: tell it doesn't work and all of a sudden you're like, when's the
0: last time I saved? Uh huh. Absolutely. So I think it's going to be really cool that, and you'll just be able to, these games just kind of go into stasis and sit there until you come back to them. It's it's also really nice for people like me who um, do Xbox rewards, because one of the things you have to do with Xbox rewards is like play a Game Pass game every day, and very often I'm like, well, I don't want to exit out of Divinity Original Sin and then have to come back into it and wait two minutes for that game to load so I can pop open a Game Pass game. Um, I think that's a... a that'll be really nice and uh, well we're gonna get to that in a second um that's enough good news about the xbox this next thing we're gonna talk about is uh the, the expansion memory for the series x so this is the most playstation thing that sony or that microsoft has ever done but i'm not sure they're doing it for exactly the wrong reasons so like we've talked about the hard drives in the the series x are not just like it's not the hard drive that you're used to having in a in a Series X they are This ain't your daddy's hard drive. Yeah, I mean, they're SSDs. They're fast. Um they have that I think I think it is really called their velocity architecture that all of their games are built around. Like it it is the entire system has been built around these drives. And so the downside is is the Series X is going to come with a 1 terabyte hard drive and only 801 um, gigabytes of that are are, use, are actually usable for game saves because the other two hundred is used by the operating system and other things. Um, and so you know you're really only going to be able to probably put five or six Xbox Series X games on that. I guess um, about seven. Seven. I mean you know they're they're tipping between eighty and one hundred and fifty gigs. So the the downside is is you can't put a lot on there and, and you can't just plug in an external hard drive like you could, um, on your series X.
1: You can, well, it's not for Xbox series
0: X. Games. Exactly. So you will be able to load all of your Xbox one game pass games onto that external hard drive and they're going to run just fine. They won't load, you know, you, you'll you miss out on some of that, you know, zippity load times, but it will still work. Um, but for actual Series X games, they have to be installed on the, the internal hard drive. And so people, of course, want to know what you can do to get more space. And the solution that Microsoft came out with are expansion cards. And like I said, this feels very, this feels very Sony. But I think the question we're going to have a year from now is whether or not Xbox is going to let people besides Seagate make these or if they're going to be third-party ones regardless of whether or not they allow it. So the downside, these things are a terabyte a piece, and they cost $220, which is a lot of money. Um I would say don't buy one. Do, do you want to hear my hot take? <laughs> don't buy one. Yeah. It doesn't matter.
1: Right? Like, I mean... uh, Yes, there are people out there who are like, I have seven games loaded up ready to go. And yes, they are big because you're having to download 100 gigs and stuff. But
0: I mean, why are you playing seven Uh, games at the same time? Yeah, like Um,
1: I, I just don't see this as an issue. Like I have never had an external hard drive attached to my Xbox One. And I did for um.
0: years and I realized that all it did was that I meant that I had 200 games installed all the time and could never find the one I wanted and was constantly trying to decide which one to play. I think... I think. Yeah. You get the like Netflix problem of like I've got a ton of stuff to watch, but I don't know what. Yeah, and the one other thing you can do is if you do get an external drive, you can install Series X games to it. You can't play them off of it. So, yeah. the the one use case I can see is if you live in an area with terrible internet. Yeah, um, you're not gonna want to download a hundred gigs every time you decide you want to play Red Dead Redemption again. And so what you can do is get an external hard drive, move Red Dead Redemption off of your main hard drive, onto your backup hard drive, keep that state, and then when you decide you want to do it, free up space on your your internal hard drive and move the game back. So, like, I think these are for people that, like, so uh, uh, Major Nelson, who is the, uh, kind of the, social voice i guess of Xbox he's like his job i think is literally like xbox ambassador um often we'll talk about the fact that he has an eight gig hard drive for his xbox series that, or 1x and every time he says that I'm like why like why eight would you want terabyte uh, sorry yeah eight terabyte hard drive. I'm like <laughs> eight gig hard drive like he can he can't like, play a, half anything. a game on it yeah an eight terabyte hard drive for his backup drive and I'm like Why? Like, why would you do that except to be able to say that you have an 8-terabyte hard drive plugged into your Xbox One? Like, do you really need all those games? Are you playing all those games? Or is it, you know, but he'll also tell you how fast his internet is. So, like, why? I, I think that these expansion cards are for people that either have very, very special circumstance where, you know, they play a couple of games all at the same time and maybe they have a couple of games that they play with friends you know i guess i could see that like you know you're a destiny player you play some you
2: got four sports games yeah you know you want to play hockey and basketball and football
0: yeah like i can see that there's a use case for it but i don't think the average person is going to need one of these and i think if the average person needs one of these either they're going to get cheaper um, well, because that's not $200 also, for the hardware either. Well, I mean like this is also the very the launch, like, you know, a year from now are they still going to be $219? Yeah. And I mean and I will say too, like a 1 terabyte SSD and I don't know if these are like my guess is these are closer to like a what like an M2 chip. And
2: this is it is I looked it up. It's a it, I mean it's it's an M2 NVMe, you know, plugs right into the bus. It's pretty it's pretty good. But even, you know, the the really high-end Samsungs that are the exact same thing are, you know, $60, 70 cheaper. Yeah, and
0: so, so, and that's my thing. So, like, these things, like, they're not super gouging you. Like, to actually buy one of these and put it in your PC is, like, what, $120, 130 Is that about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. And so, like, to put it in its case and whatever, like, I mean, yes, they're making profit off of it, but it's not like this thing costs 30 It's I think the thing is it's not like... Sony it's memory not the, sticks. <laughs> yeah, it was not the thing for Vita,
1: which I'm like, you know, I want to get some more memory in my Vita. How much is it? And I'm like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not going to spend 80 bucks for uh, like like yeah. 16 gigs of storage or whatever it was. It, yeah. Yeah.
2: And so I. The Dreamcast and their VMUs. Uh-huh, yeah.
0: So, yeah. like, I mean, you're getting screwed, but you're not getting like super screwed, I guess, if that makes you feel better. Um, And my guess is at some point in time, Xbox will... I would guess that they have an exclusivity agreement with Seagate right now and that that exclusivity agreement will expire at some point or someone else will just figure out a way to do it. Um, And, like, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to plug an unauthorized third-party hard drive into my Xbox, but (laughs) I'm sure there are plenty of people who will look at paying $150 for it and go, yeah, it's good. So, I I don't... Moral of the story, like, install the game you're playing and uninstall it when you're done. Like, I
2: don't... Or, I mean, I don't... If you have good internet, just xCloud it. Yeah, right? Never install it at all. Yeah,
0: yeah. Although you're... That might not be... Like, if you're doing that, you're probably not gonna... Like, the difference between playing it on a, a Series X and X Cloud are gonna be very different. So, like, experience-wise. But, I mean, but there's nothing... Like, I agree with you. If you're not, like... Super playing the game, absolutely XCloud it. So, all right. uh, Anyway, that's that's the downside. The here's here's some more good Xbox news though. Uh, XCloud does not work on your iPhone, and I, as an iPhone user, am very sad. Very 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 sad. You have? uh, Do you have Game Pass Ultimate, Hans? Or do you just have? Do have you tried it yet?
2: I have not. I'm actually going to the Play Store <laughs> yeah. right now. If you can
0: do to, that, let me know how it is. Yeah. I know Vinny's tried it. He yeah. says it's great. Eddie's tried it. He says it's great. So I, I think I think it's cool. Um you are probably going to eventually get XCloud on your iOS device. Like they said no, but like there's been some negotiating and it's it it's looking more promising, but it's not like, hey, it's happening December first. It's I, I think it will happen, but not happening yet. He's so close to having it done. Um, the good news is is one of the kind of partner programs of Xbox was something they're calling Xbox Remote Play, and this is something that already exists um, on PlayStation, actually. You can load up um, your PlayStation and install an app and play games on your PlayStation remotely on your phone. I honestly forget that it exists 99% of the time until I'm like, oh, sweet, I can finally do that my Xbox, and then I'm like, for fairness's sake, like PlayStation's been able to do this for a while. Um, the good news is with the next... Uh, update to the uh, Xbox app on iOS, you will be able to remote play your Xbox games onto your phone. So it's not quite xCloud, but it's kind of the next best thing, probably as long as you're in your house. Like if you have amazing, like up internet, it might be playable outside of your house too, but like, that's really, really, really going to depend on your your own internet situation. But inside your own house, like, this is almost not that different than xCloud. So I'm really looking forward to that. And they said they, there's not a date when it's going to happen, but it's the next big update. It's already out on Android, so you can already do this if you have an Android device. So it's pretty cool. All right. Are you ready to talk about Luna? Luna. We're not talking. Someone, like, made the joke. They're like, we're not talking about those surprisingly delicious, like, exercise bars. I'm like, have you ever had a Luna bar? There. They're okay, but they're not surprisingly delicious. Like, No, Cliff Bars are surprisingly delicious. I was going to say Cliff Bars. Like, It's not yeah. just because they're named after me. Tiger's Milk. Oh, it's Tiger's Milk are go. good too. Yeah, they are good. Anyway, Luna Bars are fine, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Amazon's new streaming service, um, which actually is kind of interesting. It's like a mix between... Stadia and xCloud sort of I don't know we'll see Um, it's called Luna it is a new cloud streaming service that is going to come to PC Mac and Fire TV devices as well as the iPhone and iPad Android is coming soon so this is interesting because it is coming to iPhone and iPad before Android which is something that has not happened previous Um, but it is not gonna be via an app like it will be for other things it's actually gonna play via Safari on your iPhone, so I don't know, have any idea how that'll work, except that Stadia works via Chrome on your PC. So I don't understand how those things work together. I am not nearly that smart, but the good news is, is Luna will be the first like streaming service that will actually be playable on an iPhone, which is nice. So um, the thing that they're getting more right than Stadia is instead of saying, hey, we have a streaming service that you subscribe to and then you buy games to play instead is it's kind of like i was going to say netflix but it's actually closer to like sling tv's model actually where you subscribe to sling tv for i don't know 25 bucks a month 15 bucks a month and you get some like default channels and that default channel um for this is called the luna plus game channel and it's six bucks a month and it's going to give you some games and like for instance they say to launch with resident evil 7 control a plague's tale innocence and ukulele and the impossible lair so for six bucks you're going to get some games they're going to play at 4k resolution 60 frames a second um and you can play that on up to two devices simultaneously. So that's kind of like your entry level plan. And then on top of that, you'll be able to subscribe to other plans. Um, The one they've announced so far is the Epic, or I'm sorry, the Ubisoft uh, plan. So for another, unannounced amount of money, but let's say six bucks or eight bucks, you'll be able to add the Ubisoft plan to your Luna subscription. And that'll give you access to all of of the Ubisoft games. And they've also talked about maybe doing things that aren't necessarily other companies, but uh, other genres. So like, you know, if you subscribe to Sling TV, you can like throw in um, like the romance package and that gives you like all the Hallmark channels. this you'll be able to say, subscribe to the RPG channel. And that'll give you a bunch of role-playing games. If you're super into role-playing games, or maybe there'll be a Metroidvania channel or a, uh, I don't know, roguelike channel. And and you'll just be able to subscribe to these different channels and pay somewhere between, you know, five, six, seven bucks a month up and, and create a streaming service that works for you. And so I like that a lot better than what, Stadia is doing. I think it's actually something that people would be interested in, but it's really going to depend on what I would say is kind of the Netflix complaint. Like, do you guys have friends who are like, oh, I don't subscribe to Netflix. There's nothing on it. And I'm like... I don't have friends. Oh, that's so much smarter, Colby. God, that's smarter. But like, I have friends that like, no, we don't subscribe to Netflix. There's nothing on it. I'm like, have you turned on Netflix lately? It is a fountain of content. Like, I can't pick what to watch next, let alone... you know." Well, they're like, well, that movie that came out last month isn't on Netflix. I'm like, that is, that is true. That's because... That's not how Netflix... Whatever, yes. And I I worry that Luna would be somewhere similar. Like People are not going to want to pay $7 a month to not get a brand new game and instead get some other stuff. Like They just don't have... What they don't have is that Xbox advantage where every single new Xbox comes to their streaming service. And I think that's what sets xCloud really apart from any of its competitors. So that's what I think. Um, They are going to let you buy... Uh, like like, uh, Stadia has that fancy controller that connects direct to it. You are going to be able to buy a fancy uh, Alexa-enabled Luna controller that'll connect right to Fire TV devices and cut down on latency, that kind of thing. Um, it is available. You can't sign up for it now, but you can uh, join Early Access. So, like, I've signed up for the Early Access program. I'll throw that uh, in the, the show notes so you can grab that link. So, I don't know. I think Luna, to me, sits... Like, if I was going to rank services... Um, Like, xCloud is probably first, even though I've never played it, but I like what it can do. Um, Luna probably comes in second, um, just because it's gonna play on all devices, and it's not like you have to buy these games in order to play them. I think GeForce Now probably sits below that because it lets you play all the games you already own, Um, and it integrates with Steam, which is nice. It's not its own storefront, and then Stadia is just kind of wallowing down there at the bottom, but, you know, whatever. It's interesting... It's interesting that there are all these all these options for this now and like none of them are really taking off. Like I not not to say they're not doing well, but like I don't I, I think there was a lot of there's a lot of buzz about these six months ago, and I don't know if any of them have really like caught up with it yet. Like I don't hear a lot of XCloud stuff, even though XCloud's been available for two weeks. So I don't know, we'll see. Maybe maybe the reality is X XCloud is just so the same as playing on an Xbox. You don't hear the buzz. Like people use it, but it's not. It's not groundbreaking. It's just nice. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, finally, uh, we're fighting cancer in Sea of Thieves. So I guess, like, maybe you aim your glitchy gun thing at cancer. I don't know, there's there's a metaphor here. Uh, if you purchase the Sea of Thieves Striking new Sales of Union uh, in the United States, you will pay $6 for it. And 100% of that purchase price, if you buy it via uh, the Xbox store, will go to Stand Up For Cancer US. If you're in the UK, you will pay $4.99 pounds? 4.99, four pounds and 99 pence? I don't know how that works. Uh, five pounds roughly will round up and that money will go to cancer research UK. If you buy it via steam uh Steam's going to take 25% of that. Um, and the other 75% will go to one of those charities. So uh, it's a pretty good deal and it's not your kind of normal, like, proceeds go to it it is literally a hundred percent of the purchase price which is nice so uh, see if these Union sales will be available until Tuesday November 6th they are cool looking they are very fancy looking during the day kind of a cool yellow color and at night they turn into this really cool like star pattern um, which is cool unless you don't want people seeing you at night which is kind of a bummer but see if these is continues to be great all right have you been training for this one you've been doing this one in front of a mirror Hans
2: Oh, no. Huh. I think Colby's going to have to do this one. I can pull that
0: voice do off. it. Good evening. <laughs> we have questions for you. My name's Vinnie. Could you tell me what accent that was you just did, Colby? It was like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, Vinny wants to know, what horror movie franchise deserves a video game? How would it play out? Single player, multiplayer? I'm excited for the spoopy season, if you could not tell. I could tell. Vinny's been planning his spoopy season out quite a bit. Like our Discord... Uh, bite me podcast.com/discord has been uh there's been a lot of horror discussion lately and it's not just because that's all colby has been watching for 3 weeks. It's it's I good. mean
1: that's not that has nothing to do with yeah. Halloween. I I hate Halloween in general. I hate Really? I hate I hate most Why do you um, hate holidays Halloween? in general? I don't know because uh, people oh, yeah. um Halloween's my I, second favorite holiday I hate all holidays in general yeah that's fair. so it's fair Halloween is no different but candy yeah you know what I can buy candy anytime I want because I'm an adult
0: yeah it's true all right <laughs> like, what's what video game franchise deserves a, what movie franchise deserves a video game
2: that's man it's so hard because there have been so many video game franchise made out of horror movies yeah it's true uh, um, but, you know, I think seeing a after playing Among Us, I would like to see a thing overlay on Among Us. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah.
0: Like I have not seen the thing. Oh my God. Um, is that I'm is that a body? Smat- That's a body snatcher one, right? No, well, sorry. You should know. watch it. Can you tell me how it would work in Among Us for someone who's never seen that movie? Well, first it's of all, very... go watch the thing. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, but let's pretend right that now. that's not going to happen during this podcast. John Carpenter made an amazing. <laughs> nah. tell, give hey, me just... a give me a basic plot of, of the thing. Uh, Wilfred Brimley. Yes. He had me there. That's
2: that's just all I'm going to say. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ice Station. They go find an alien organism. Alien organism starts taking over and mutating the humans and the dogs. Oh, it can look dogs.
1: like anyone,
2: and it can do that too. So it becomes yeah. So it's exactly like the imposter from Monsters, Us. Oh, I can right? see so that. It it takes the form of a human and then makes that human. Go crazy because Stan Winston was amazing
0: interesting so I mean literally it's it's not it's literally just an overlay it doesn't need to change the gameplay mechanics even no correct yeah. no that's exactly <laughs> that's it. why you they're imposters. T- <laughs> yes
2: correct it yeah it, it would be great and you'd add dogs to the game so oh man
0: I'd love to add dogs although I will say so one of the things you can buy in Among Us like they, they don't have much DLC but I think you can pay two dollars and you have this little friend that like walks around with you Um, and he's just like mm-hmm. your little buddy and it's really sad because when you kill someone with a little buddy, the little buddy just stays there. And there is a entire section of Twitter right now that's just comics about like the person getting killed and their little buddy just being incredibly sad about it. It's it's not great. I think that's a good plan though. I like I like that. How about you, Cole? What would you do?
1: Um in honor of the horrible series I'm currently watching, I don't know. There should be a, a puppet master game should somehow. There... I don't know. Like, I don't know how it would work. I was. I, ask... I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's, but something like that, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well thought out. Um, I, I really want.
1: I don't look at questions before we start. Cliff. I know. I know. I don't even know why this I is my the... curse. This is,
0: you know, it's really actually other people's curse. Call. <laughs> um, I would really like. And I don't. I don't know what movie franchise this would be. So maybe you guys can help me out. But I would really like more multiplayer horror games. Like horror games oh, are oh, Puppet Master.
1: There's like five puppets. And would you be the puppet? Sure. Why not? You're trying to kill people for questionable reasons. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen like seven of these movies, and they're all pretty awful. Yeah. I. I think the thing is, is I. I think one like, of them you could kill Nazis though. I do like Let's killing make Nazis. In, it's it's Puppet Master 3, Revenge of Toulon, or whatever the hell it was called. And you get to do multiplayer puppet killers, and you're killing Nazis.
0: That's the game I want. I get behind that. I just think that there's, like, I think single-player horror is really fun. But I think horror... I, I would even almost say, like, not, not multiplayer across the internet, but multiplayer couch co-op. Like, I think a a really spooky multiplayer... On the same couch game would be really interesting. And I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know how I'd make that work because it would almost have to be maybe like, like the Lego games or the screen splits or something. Um, you could
1: also do a Puppet Master game kind of like the Friday the 13th game where it's, you know, you're going after a human and you play the puppets, and you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, i mean not a it does, child's play. Yeah,
1: it doesn't really work in the movies that like, you're like, oh, it's a puppet. Like, you can kill those pretty easily, but like, eh, you know, you can you could make the game a little bit so the humans obviously have the upper hand. Yeah. Because I... again, it's a puppet. Like, one of them has a drill for a head. Like, do you know how easy it is to not get killed by something that just has a drill for a head? Yeah. That's a puppet. That's true. Are they like marionettes? <gasps> No, no, that's the thing. Um, I mean, I could get deep into the Let's Puppet not. Master lore, but it, again, is confusing and very rarely makes sense,
0: and the continuity in those movies is non-existent. Right. I don't know what game I want. I just wanted it to be couch co-op and scary. What, what was your, You had a thought, Hans. I saw it.
2: I did. I was thinking about making... He said a drill. I was thinking about inanimate objects coming to life and making a Maximum Overdrive yeah. uh, a uh, game. Because you'd have all kinds of carnage, and you'd be fighting trucks driving at you with scary clowns on. I head. get behind that. And ACDC would do the whole soundtrack.
1: I'm for it. not as interested in that,
0: but sure. I, th-
1: I think you could do something interesting in the style of Outlast, but uh, with um, wreck, or if you're some sort of philistine quarantine. Um, because those movies are kind of similar to Outlast.
0: Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that. All right, next question. Uh, Charisma Icon once says, the election is approaching. <sighs> Which two video game characters are running for president?
2: <laughs> so I got this okay. right. So we go all the way back to Command & Conquer 1. Okay. And Kane versus Shepard, right? Because we pretty much got Kane already running, the head of Nod. So
0: Would Shepard have been uh, a better choice versus Biden?
2: Well, no, probably not, because he's military-industrial-complex kind of yeah. guy. But Oh, so Biden. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: This is Badoom Ching. Uh You know, we actually had a question that was similar to this a while ago, but not this exact same one. So obviously one of the characters running for president is going to be your protagonist character in um, – oh, man, why can't I remember the name of that game? I couldn't remember it then either. <laughs> this is Colby's favorite gif. Um, what? What's the? It's not gifting. I know. What's the? Uh, what's the Grand Theft Auto game that's not Grand Theft Auto? Oh, um, Saints Row. Yeah. So, so one of the people oh, running. He did become president. That's though. what I'm gonna say. But that, they're running probably for re-election. Um, I think that was actually the DLC. Honestly, I think that was called re-election. But that's mm-hmm. one of the people running. Who's gonna run against your character from? Trevor can we have like a GTA versus Saints row off yes I don't I think I think Trevor wins I'm sure Trevor wins like not for good reasons no but and Trevor would be a horrible president Trevor has a penchant for violence he God does he yeah I mean like I don't want to live in a country that Trevor's president of but I wouldn't mind living in a world where Trevor's the president of a country like I that would be interesting from afar like if what it do? I mean like if Trevor could coo like some South American country somewhere he's probably better than the dictator we installed so uh, you know I just like to watch that happen like I want to watch Trevor so, takes w- over Paraguay and I want
1: Trevor to be like a governor.
0: Yeah, like
1: not not too much power, but just enough to make it interesting.
0: Where, like, what state would he he be a good governor for? Florida. Oh yeah, writes itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I can get behind that. So so, uh, your character in, yeah yeah, that's good. Okay, good, good. All right, Polly Nerdic says, "Inspired by watching a streamer smash his glass de- desktop in a fit of rage earlier this week." And I'm I'm curious why he chose the word inspired by because I saw that um, video of that gamer smashing his, his desk and it was not inspiring in any way. Um, maybe the question was inspired by. I think That's
1: I, difficult. Those glass those those tabletops are difficult to break. Yeah,
0: so uh, did you did you see the video of it Cole? No. He was playing Oddworld, which is like <laughs> It's a good game to lose your shit in. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And he just he died and he just went like pound, pound, smash. <laughs> and it just pushed everywhere. And like the look on his face on stream was just like, oh uh, no, what done? Was he I hitting done? the corner? Uh probably like I mean, like it probably, probably, yeah. yeah
1: that's why it broke.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so the, the question is inspired by him. It wasn't the polyneric was inspired by this guy that broke his desk. I, I will say,
1: and here's here's a PSA for all of the Bite Me listeners, if you ever need to break a window to, like, say, escape from a car, don't hit it in the middle. Hit it in the corners.
0: Really? Yep. Why do they break mm-hmm. easier in the corner?
1: I have no idea. They just do. Uh, glass. Science, I would guess, actually, probably, yeah, when you think
0: it's... about it, they, they probably flex less. In the middle, mm-hmm. glass yeah. will flex, but on the edge, it can't flex as much because it's held in by the frame.
1: Yeah, it. Uh, that's how you break a window; is you hit it in the on the lake edges. You might have just saved a life,
0: Colby. I know. Wow, good man. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna start over on this question because we have not gotten to the end yet, and I like misinterpreted it eight times. Inspired, this question is inspired by watching a streamer break his glass desktop in a fit of rage earlier this week. Have any of you ever lost control of yourself and broken anything in of value in a fit of game-induced rage? <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I missed the game part. I'm like, yeah, my hand. <laughs> yeah, Colby broke his hand uh, in a fit of rage. That, that was not game-induced, but it,
0: uh, it it hurt. It, it did put him in a cast for six weeks, so. <laughs> broke my hand in three different spots, so. Uh, being a dumb teenager. Good, yeah. good, good. Uh, I, I am not, like, I think anyone that knows me, I'm, like, real chill. Like, I don't get angry super easy, like, when Colby and I used to play rocket league was probably the angriest I ever got. (laughs) And that was more just like verbal vitrol. Like I, yeah, I would curse and swear and be angry. Like my wife would often go like, are you having fun? I'm like, yeah, uh, mm, maybe, but like, I'm not, I'm not one of, I don't throw controllers. Like that stuff's expensive, man. Like an Xbox controller costs $60. My pro controller costs like, I don't 250. know, two fifty? Like no, I treat that thing better than I treat my kid. Like I'm not I'm just not that guy. Like I, I don't I I don't drink when I play video games. I don't I don't I don't get angry at video games. If you're getting angry playing video games, like stop. Like if you're frustrated, just stop. Play something else. I don't know. Not me. So I only have
1: two things. So the chair I currently sit in to do my games, I one time just like hit the The armrest and apparently just like not like hard hitting it kind of broke it (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's a pretty poorly made chair so um, like the other armrest is broken because I used it to push myself up to get out of the chair so I mean you know didn't take a lot of force and I almost broke a GameCube controller playing um, Simpsons hit and run sure that game is that very game, frustrating. That game is great for the first three levels. And then after that, it's like, what if we do everything timed and give you barely enough time to do it? Yeah. And that last mission to beat the game, I played probably 15 times in a row. And towards the end, I threw that controller and
0: I meant to throw it up in the bed and it hit the wall. <laughs> so, Yeah, I just, I mean, have I broken... Like things? Sure, but not not because I'm angry. How about you, Hans? Have you ever broken anything in anger? Uh, I've broken many very expensive arcade-related things, but I've never done it in yeah. anger. I, just, I think that you have to be... I think the downside of something like Twitch is I think that to some degree Twitch is performative. Um, like... You, you emote more on a Twitch stream. If you're angry, you're so angry. If you're, you know.
1: And you occasionally just say the N word. Sometimes, it's weird. yeah. Like gamer. Uh, it seems to be a problem. Heated gamer moments, know. man.
0: Sometimes you break a desk. Sometimes you, you know, shout out a racial slur. So it's, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, this episode's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just not me. It's just not me. Uh, next question. Princess Megan, what is your favorite Halloween movie? Hers is Nightmare Before Christmas, which I think is an exceptionally solid choice. I also love Nightmare Before Christmas. But is that a Christmas movie? You know, I think... Or is that both? I think it's like the girl from the taco commercial. Like, why not both? both? Why not both? Ooh, another good game that you could
1: probably do is, I'll bet you you could do, uh, The Ring movies as, like, an interesting kind of, like... Uh, video game. Yeah, like like, like an FMV like,
0: thing, maybe even
1: not even like an FMV, but like a um, and I don't even want to say like a walking sim, but kind of like a, a puzzle game, sure. kind of. Yeah, I I, I don't know. That. I think that you could do that as a good
0: game. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, she made it Nightmare Before Christmas would have made an awesome old yeah. NES. Side I wonder if it existed.
0: I wonder know. if they made a, a Nightmare Before Christmas video game. It seems probably like something they might have done Super Nintendo.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, there probably was. It was probably awful.
0: There does not appear Oh yeah, no, there was a there was a PS2 game. The no. Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie's Revenge. It's an action hack and slash video game for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox based on the 1993 American stop motion musical fantasy film The Nightmare Before Christmas. I This game Nightmare is a sequel to the out? film? Wait, what? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it is. That's interesting. Oh, boy. All right, now I need to find this now. Yeah, this came out in two thousand six. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, when did the movie come out? Uh, I would think quite a bit before two thousand six. Uh ninety three, yeah. That's why I'm- Interesting. A a sequel to the nightmare for Christmas thirteen years after it came out. I, I'm I'm interested now.
1: <laughs> it's like the showgirls uh sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder if I where can you emulate the OG Xbox? Probably on PC, right? I've got one. Yeah, I don't. Mine died. I'm, I'm I'm really bummed. Mine died right before I moved here, and I had I had an awesome Xbox. It was soft modded. I put in like an 80 gig hard drive. Um, I could emulate like SNES and NES and Genesis games on it. Like I, it had all the all the stuff on it. And you you, you know Raspberry Pis exist, right? Yeah, but like I. Not back then. Yeah, they did not back then. And I, I just kinda liked having the Xbox too, but I when I was moving to Seattle, I plugged it in and was like, Hey, I wonder if this turns on. Plugged it in, turned on, it just went <laughs> <laughs> And so and like the bummer thing is is like if I'd thought about it, I probably could have opened that up like it probably is just like, you know, some capacitors or something, but whatever. Sent it to Hans he could have fixed it. Instead I recycled it. Um <laughs> I when I moved here I took I had my Xbox and, like, six, like, partially, like, pieces of PCs. Like, I'd gotten a bunch of PCs. Uh, I didn't steal them exactly, but I... My company did not pay me. They owed me $11,000. I took office supplies, okay? Um, And so I had all these PCs that I just kind of scavenged for parts. And right before I moved, I just took them all to the the dump to e-recycle. And it's free for residents, but they charge you if you're uh a, a company and so i like i got there and they were real suspicious when i went in and when i got to the top of the thing they're like how many PCs are you recycling he's like i'm like six and he's like why would a person have six PCs they want to recycle and i just looked at him i said i'm a nerd and he just kind of like double <laughs> double took and like oh okay and, and let me do it so <laughs> it worked anyway
2: favorite the the real answer to the question is trick or treat? I've me. never
1: seen that movie. I bet you it's great, though. It's amazing. Ozzy's in I it. like Ozzy. Shout out yeah, to there Vinny. you. Go. Uh, are we basically uh, like Halloween like themed movies?
2: Yes, I I went I went with the. It has to be like Halloween three. Also, my second choice, right? Yeah. Season of
0: the witch. Yeah, that's
1: exciting. So it's hard, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I would probably choose Nightmare Before Christmas or. Um, What's the one with Bette Midler? Hocus oh, Pocus. Uh, Hocus
1: Hocus Focus. Focus. Focus.
2: Yeah. It's a good one too. Or I mean Ernest Scared Oh, stupid.
0: good choice, yeah. I like the Ernest movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Uh-oh. see I, I didn't think I was thinking just like horror movie. Yeah. What's um, your favorite horror movie? I don't know. I don't really have one. Um <laughs> <The man. laughs> He's
0: like, I was thinking your favorite horror movie. <laughs> and so I had a question preferred for that I don't know.
1: No, no, I don't. Um, I don't know. I'll just go with Halloween. It's an okay movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, probably if I had to choose my favorite spooky movie, like I don't watch much horror. Um, we got to yeah, change that. Yeah, it's not that. my thing, and my wife hates them, so not definitely not my thing. Um, I like Tucker and Dale versus Evil a lot. Like that's kind of that's horror-ish, I guess. Like it's kind of grisly, but but no, it's, it's, super, a, it's super sure funny there's too. yeah. Um, I liked. I saw the first Saw movie. That was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Saw would actually probably also make a good video game. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there probably is. I a think there saw is a video, saw video game. game. Um, Thirteen Ghosts I liked quite a bit. Uh, you know, shout oh, out that to Tony the uh, Dark Castle stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, final question, Hans. It's yours. So read it.
2: Uh, oh, uh, what is your favorite microwavable treat?
0: And I thought about this. I'm like, I don't. What uh, popcorn? What What does one microwave? like all sorts of things do you like i like i, I like mean, a cinnamon roll that is not significantly fresh so i throw it in the microwave to heat up the the outside of it does that count like are cinnamon rolls an answer
2: i didn't think i'd have to answer this question <laughs> I don't know. uh no like you know yeah back in the day right mike i'm thinking like microwave burritos you could do ramen i guess
0: microwave I bur- know. you know actually you know what are good i'm actually that is correct so if you ever had the microwave burritos that are like full of fruit stuff instead of like beans
1: those are empanadas.
0: Empanadas, yes. Thank you. Have you ever had a microwave empanada? Those are good. No. Those are good. See? There you go.
1: We, Hot see? pockets
0: are fine. I was really thinking.
1: I was mostly just looking up at my Star Wars figures. <laughs> I was, oh, I was okay. just mostly zoning <laughs> out.
0: Cole looking at his collection. <laughs> That's not me deep in thought. That's just me. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite microwavable treat, Cole? Um, I like those microwavable churros. Wait, what? Those exist. Uh, now, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about microwaveable churros. That sounds delicious.
1: No, they're churros, churros that you microwave. Yeah. That you microwave. I, I haven't seen them in a long time. I don't even know if they still make them. They, they at one point made uh, microwavable Oreo churros. Oh. Those are pretty awesome.
0: When um, Colby and I were yeah, – Go ahead.
1: They came in a little flat pack. There were six of them. They came in their own individual sleeve. You'd throw them in for like a minute. And,
0: that sounds delicious. Yeah, churros. When Colby and I were a kid – our parents used to go to probably Sam's Club and buy uh, the frozen um, pretzels, like the big jumbo pretzels. Yeah. Those are oh, pretty yeah, good. Oh, yeah, with the yeah, salt. Those yeah, good. those were good in the with microwave. Yeah, I think the thing, when you said bad. treat, I was thinking like like sweet. Um, there's plenty oh, of things yeah. I like the microwave for food. Um, it's, it's pretty good. All right, cheap free games.
1: <laughs> if you'll look in the chat, I am sending a picture of what the
0: churros look like. If you were in our and Discord, it's... you would be able to see this right now will probably podcast.com slash out. Discord. You, apparently not. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll go I it went to it look. Though. It'll be there Let's eventually. Cheap free games. Game Pass. Uh, the... F- can I can I make this joke? Can I say the fallout from Xbox buying Bethesda has started? Is that is that a joke that I can make legitimately? Sure. Okay. Uh, Doom Eternal coming to... <laughs> console and Android, because everything on Game Pass, or most things on Game Pass, are also playable on your Android phone via uh, xCloud. Uh, it's coming October 1st, which is exciting, because I really wanted to try Doom Eternal, and I did not want to pay for it, because I didn't think Doom 2016 was all that like great. I, I've posted pictures of microwave churros. I am so excited. I am so excited. Oh my gosh, those look delicious. You know, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think that is actually the brand that Disney sells, I think. I'm like 85% sure. Anyway, probably not those ones. theirs are not microwavable, but... They're probably a little bit better than those. Uh, Doom Eternal, coming October 1st. Drake's Hollow, which uh, Colby tried out on the Xbox, is already available on Xbox uh, Game Pass, is coming to uh, the PC on October 1st. It's kind of a tower defense game sort of i don't know looks interesting colby and i keep meaning to play it together and have not gotten there yet uh on console october 8th you'll be able to play brutal legend which is a very very fun game starring um it's a weird game to go in game pass it, it, i mean it's probably not oh because, it's double fine yeah it's double that's fine. why yeah um who, who's who's stars in brutal legend i'm drawing a blank This guy from school rock Jack, Jack Black. Black? Yeah. Very good game. Very, very good game. Uh, kind of a kind of adventure-y 3D kind of thing. It's fun. A lot of cool music. Forza Motorsport 7 uh, is coming October 8th to Android console and PC if you like the more serious racing games instead of the Horizon games. And Ingenfell uh, is coming to console and PC October 8th as well. That is... Uh, we talked about this last... Just came out. Year. Yeah, yeah. I think this is actually day and date.
1: Obviously. Oh, it's day and date. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about
0: it on, on the... Uh, the games yeah, come out coming in October. Out October. So, yeah, this is a um, kind of like think about it as like an 8 bit Harry Potter ish kind of thing. It's all uh, like it's turn based combat, um, kind of pixely. Looks fun um, if you're into that kind of thing, but set at a kind of Hogwarts type school. Uh, the Xbox games with gold games for this month are Slayaway Away Camp Butcher's Cut uh, is available the 1st or the 31st. Um, that's actually available, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, that'll be available. But for some reason, that got dumped like two or three days early, yeah. oddly. I got it yesterday. Yeah, I, I picked it up yesterday too. So Slayway Camp, which is cool. I have not played it. I know Dylan. It's fun. Yeah, Dylan played it and, and really liked it as well. So what what kind of game I is almost it puzzle. Oh. Um, I Puzzle. It's puzzles
1: based on horror movies. Oh, interesting. Um, Essentially. And uh, I played it on Switch probably a year ago and got about halfway through it and literally two weeks ago saw that it was like seven bucks on xbox i'm like oh i'd like to play that again um and almost bought it so so now you don't have to
0: uh you're also going to get made of skr which i don't know anything about but it is available that's what i call my wife oh how does she like that does not, not. does not. Yeah. Available October 16th to November 15th on Xbox One. Uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy is available October 1st to the 15th. That's a backwards compatible 360 game. And Costume Quest is available oh. the 16th to the 31st. That game is so fun. Costume Quest are very, very good games. Um, I really recommend I almost those. bought Made of Skr the other day, too. What is it? I don't know. I, I I recognize the
1: box. I remember looking at it and going like, oh, that looks pretty fun. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah, Costume Quest is great. Those would be a good... Uh, those are all set at Halloween, so I would I would recommend giving those a try if you've not tried those yet. That's another uh, and Double Fine game.
1: Costume Quest
0: 2 is
1: on Game Pass. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. That's I actually played it not that f- long ago. Oh, so Made of Skr is a first-person survival horror game. Yeah. Set yeah. in a remote hotel with a gory and macabre history from British folklore. That sounds actually pretty good. It's actually based on a yeah. book, interestingly enough. All right, I'm, inter- Are, I'm interested in Made of Skr now. I remember watching the trailer and thinking, like, oh, it looks pretty decent. Yeah. It was on sale, and I almost bought it. Interesting. So. Yeah, it looks kind of fun. All right, uh, coming to PlayStation Plus this month, another spooky game is Vampire. At least I assume that's how it's pronounced. That's Vampire, right? V-A-M-P-Y-R I have not played that but uh, I've heard it's good you played it though Cole right I played like an hour or two of yeah. it and it was good. It's got like an interesting take on on vampires where you as a vampire do not actually, like you're kind of like a vampire with a conscience. You don't want to eat everyone. Um, so a lot of the game is you like. You can be yeah, a
1: vampire with a conscience. Yeah.
0: So a lot of the game is trying to figure out who you can eat and get away with it and not feel bad about yourself. Uh, and Need for Speed Payback, which I'm sure is a Need for Speed game and I'm sure that's fine. Uh, vampire, I think, is also on Game Pass, I think think or has it used to be, be. it okay. is no longer on bummer i wanted to try it uh coming to the epic game store uh this week is uh pico niku which uh i have not played but you can help it is awesome is it? yeah would be dope. nice you can help peculiar creatures overcome struggles uncover a deep state conspiracy um does it involve a pizza place no good, no. good, good, good. No, no. And start a fun little revolution in a this... A lot of adrenochrome. A lot of right. adrenochrome. A uh, fun little revolution in this delightful dystopian adventure. I might be living... It's really fun. It's uh, it's also on Game Pass. Will I... Will its dystopia make me feel better or worse about my personal dystopia?
1: Oh, it's, it's way different. It's very bright and colorful. Oh, good. That's what I need in this yeah. life.
0: Uh, coming to Twitch Prime, Rocket Arena, um, which is that uh, Origin Yay game that's like a... Three player battle royale, I think. Or, no, I don't think it's maybe it's battle royale. I don't know, maybe it's deathmatch. I don't know. There's rockets, I know there's rockets. So, um, it's really new, like, really new. So, check that out. Um, and also, I mean, Switch Prime is swim, swim. S-E-U-M, all uppercase, speedrunners from hell. It is the world's only competitive heavy metal first person platformer. Slice every last millisecond as you race and blast your way through deadly arenas, teleport, jump, fly, bounce, and drop in a hundred merciless and fast-paced maps for the ultimate prize, your soul. Um Maybe that's good. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, Finally, Elite Dangerous Horizons, which is the DLC for Elite Dangerous, is going free. So if you own Elite Dangerous but you do not own the DLC, don't buy it because it's going to be free like in the next week or so, I believe. So that is cheap, free games. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Like, this is only an hour and 40 minutes so far. We could probably, you know, bullshit for another 30 minutes or so. Do you want to hear about the the Puppet Master? No, no, I definitely do not want to hear about Puppet Master. <laughs>
1: I am pissed though that Disney nor neither Disney or Full Moon got back to me on my brilliant idea,
0: which was I think it was it was a brilliant idea.
1: Uh, the Muppet Master. It was just a an entire remake of Puppet
0: Master, but with the Muppets. I can get behind that. Have you guys watched any of the new Muppet show on Disney Plus? No. it's pretty good. Yeah, if if, not, I not. If hear you like Muppets, good. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, that's it. I like For so us lot. this week, I have more work to do, so we've got to stop podcasting now. If you like what you heard, you can find out more about us at mindmepodcast.com If you did not like what you heard, why did you listen to almost... An hour and a half of it. That was stupid. Like, you should have quit long time ago. But, hey, thanks for sticking around this long. Uh, you can find us on social media at facebook.com, twitter.com, and instagram.com slash podcast. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash podcast. You can contribute to our Extra Life campaign by going to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. You can join our Discord by going to extra... Uh, man, I was on a roll. I was so happy with that. bitemepodcast.com slash discord. Who wants to do the the Dylan part? Are we going to... Bite me! Bite me.